Hello there ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast, the NFL podcast laces out. Just me and Paul this week, but we can do it. We don't need a guest. We said no to the guests, that's what we said. Yeah, that's our story and we're sticking to it. While you're here, while I've got your attention right at the beginning, I will just ask you to consider subscribing to the podcast, wherever you're getting it, whether you're watching us on YouTube or whether you're listening along, wherever you're listening, please do subscribe, it means a lot to us, and that would be amazing. So, let's get going, here we go, this is CookieCast, Laces Out. Recording in progress. There we go. NFL football time. We're just getting straight into it. Get it on. Laces Out podcast. I'm here. My co-host with co-most is here, Mr. Paul Williams. And no guest. And the reason for that is that we shooed them all away. We were like, no, no, no. Go back to where the you came. For it, Andy, we don't need no stinking guest. No. We don't need a guest. I mean, a guest would be you know, nice, but everybody we asked were like, uh, can I not? Um, could I? Any chance I could not? Uh, it's because it's too much stress talking playoff football. Because that's what we're talking, ladies and gents, playoff football. It's that stressful that one night this week I was found under the duvet watching play, watching playoff football just uh scary stuff scary stuff anyway let's just get right into it so playoffs have started and they have been in some ways interesting in other ways how do i put this there was a game that I really wish hadn't have had to. I kind of wish that it had been like, these are the teams that are playing, we all know the outcome, let's move on. That was not the case, and we had to sit through certain games. Other games were, were really interesting. Let's find out. What, what do you want to do first? Do you want to talk about what happened in those games? Do you want to talk about who's winning in the playoffs? Prediction well, race? So, so usually we'd go through the previous week's games mm. to sort of cover who'd won in the predictions. But seeing as there was only six games anyway, we could probably sort of go through the results, have a little bit of a discussion, then bring up the, re- then bring up the results... Discuss who's won the predictions, then do the stats. I'd say. Sounds lovely. So, we opened, as it's now dubbed, Super Wildcard Weekend, with the Las Vegas Raiders taking on the Cincinnati Bengals. I believe these were the teams with the two longest playoff win droughts is it was it 34 years for the Bengals 31 so yeah. the Bengals have last won a playoff game in 1990 I believe wow. the Raiders last won a playoff game in the division uh, in the AFC championship game the year they they then made it to the Super Bowl against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers um, which I believe would put that in 2003? 2003 or 2002, maybe. So we're talking 31 years for the Bengals and Nine, 20. Yeah, 1920, sort of. For the Raiders. So yeah, by far and away, the longest of the, the longest two um, winless runs in the uh, in the league. 
it's now the Raiders who are in uh, in sole possession of the longest streak without a playoff win, uh, as the Bengals managed to pull out a win. Um, it was a good game to start the uh, to start us off for the for the playoff. It, it, it was a good game. Um, I'm I'm going to say it, it wasn't. It wasn't without its controversy. No, um, get your bingo cards out, kids, because I'm going to say one of my favourite phrases. I have really enjoyed Bengals football this season. Um, not going to lie, not entirely sure how much further the Bengals will go, but if that game was anything to go by, they uh, they looked good. Um, they, were, they were absolutely... I mean, I think uh, the Bengals are one of those teams at the moment that have got I think we t- I think we spoke about this last week. They've got a great chemistry element, um, and great chemistry elements can can make entire teams can you know drive drive a team forward maybe further than you'd think they would go, or maybe further than they should go. Uh, I saw a bizarre interview the other day. Where they were interviewing Joe Burrows, and he had some glasses on, some some like kind of sunglasses or like just just slightly tinted lenses. And somebody was like, "What's the uh, what's the significance of the glasses?" And he was like, "I, I just like them. Do you, do you like them?" Like. Oh, okay, this is the level of uh, NFL journalism, I guess. Um, I really enjoyed, uh, and have really enjoyed Bengals football this season. Um, I'd like to see, like I say, from my perspective, I don't know how much further the Bengals will make it through these playoffs. But you never know. You know, every game can go either way. Depending which team turns up, you know, a good Bengals team could go far. Absolutely. Um, so we'll we'll sort of do predictions alongside. So, needless to say, both. Oh, sorry, I say both. All of myself, yourself, and Stu, who was last week's guest, all picked the Bengals to proceed. So we're all currently one for one. The next game was the New England Patriots travelling to Buffalo to take on the Bills in an AFC East showdown. Um, it, it wasn't really a contest, this one. The Bills absolutely blew them out of the water. Um, I believe they scored on every single possession, apart from a kneel down they took at the end of both halves to basically run out the clock. So I saw a thing this week that says that this is the first it's considered the first perfect game. Now, I've watched this back, and I'm not sure if I've misunderstood what this has meant, because what I read it as was every score in play was a touchdown. There were, you know, um, but I'm pretty sure they kicked for extra points. Because I'd seen all this stuff and it was like, oh, uh, if you ever thought that your your life was pointless, uh, just just think about the fact that the Buffalo Bills suited up a kicker. So, one one of the extra points was blocked. There was some extra points being blocked, but I I feel sure when I watched it back, they kicked an extra point. So. Here we go. So, in the first quarter, first possession, touchdown. Second possession, uh, sorry, first possession. So, first possession by the Bills, touchdown. First possession by the Patriots, interception. Subsequent possession by the Bills, touchdown. Next possession by the uh, Patriots, punt. Next possession by the Bills, touchdown. Uh. Extra point was missed because it only went to 20. Uh, next possession by the Patriots is a punt. Next possession by the Bills was a touchdown where the extra point was made. 
Um, next possession by the Patriots is a field goal. And then you add the end of the half. So that would have been the Bills. I think they just kneel, just knell out the... Uh, yeah. It's not like the game. They might have even... Um, it might have literally been a kickoff by the Patriots that they just um, fielded and held on to until the time expired. So they might not even need to kneel out that, that, that particular one. Mm-hmm. Third quarter starts. You've got first version by the Patriots was an interception. Um, touchdown on the Bills on the subsequent play. Uh, looks like the, the point after was either missed or a two-point conversion was missed because it doesn't sit, it just went to 33. Then you add uh, the next um, possession by the Patriots was a touchdown. Possession after that by the Bills was a touchdown where they scored and kicked the extra point. Um, next possession by the Patriots was a punt. Subsequent possession by the touch uh, by the Bills was a touchdown to take it to forty-seven points. So the t- point after was scored after that one. Then the then the Patriots had a touchdown, and then the Bills basically knell out the three downs to end the set the fourth quarter. So does it mean that it's a per- it, it's a per- first perfect game because every possession ended in a touchdown? Correct. Right. There we so re- go. So regard- regardless of the point after or yeah. the two point conversion, if if they went for either. Mm-hmm. Every time they had possession of the ball. Every time they held the ball, they ended up in the end zone. Yeah. And obviously it's one of those things, you and you and I have spoken earlier in the week off-air about this, you know, playoff football is easier to sort of track individual games and have conversations about individual games. Um, I have voiced my opinions on the Bills. Um, I thought the Bills looked amazing through the early, early sort of points of the season. And then, I'm not going to lie, from my perspective, it started to look like the Bills were falling back into the ways from days gone by, um, looking a little disappointing as the season sort of wore on. There was still that the Bills can get it done, the Bills can do it, and and for the last few years, I've been you know I've been behind the Bills. I think they've been improving and more and more and more. But then they did start to look like the Bills of old. It looked like they were probably going to start tailing off. And then they go into a playoff game. And you and I spoke about it and I fully agreed with what you were saying. They look like a Super Bowl team. They look like a team that are going to go the distance. Now, as I was just saying about Bengals football, week in, week out, it just depends which team comes out of that tunnel. And a good Bills team can go the distance. That other Bills team that also exists might not make it much further. And let's face it, if there is a tougher game than the game they've got this week, because there's another team out there that have got their eyes on the prize. And those two teams are going up against each other this week. But that is jumping ahead. Absolutely. That is for later in the podcast. Um, again, unsurprisingly, we'd all take the Bills to get the win in this one. So we all moved to two from two. Uh, the next one is potentially the game that I believe Andy may have been referring to earlier on when he said there was a game that occurred that probably shouldn't have done. Uh, and it was the blowout in Tampa Bay where the Eagles apparently didn't even realise there was a uh, there was a, a postseason game going on because they didn't even turn up. They didn't turn up. Um, Eagles versus Buccaneers, it was a bit of a walkover for the Bucs. They won by a, a very handsome amount. Uh, there was a couple of uh, a couple of Eagles touchdowns in the fourth quarter that made it look closer than it was, but yeah, it was a bit they, of a blowout. They were they were giving them those touchdowns. There was no oh the Eagles are coming. It was here you go. Why don't you take this touchdown and uh, and jog on down the line? Now I had a conversation with Stats Mistress at the weekend, and I was very I've I've said it here. I've said it all, all the way. Looking at these playoffs games, the Eagles should not have been there. They weren't good enough. I've seen a few things over the last week saying that. Um, you know, teams that go to the playoffs when they shouldn't. Um, 
I was saying there were there are teams that I would have far rather seen going you know, going into the playoffs, whether their their records were as good or not. I'd have kind of liked to have seen the Colts make it. I'd have kind of liked to see the Ravens get through, um, and then to be in a situation where you have to sit down and watch the books just humour the Eagles. It's like, why are we doing this? Why are we wasting our time? Um, but yes, that was that was indeed the game I was referring to. Um, but it's done, you know. It's kind of it's it's out of the way now. It is uh, from a from a predictions perspective. It was probably the safest the safest punt of the weekend. I'd say we all backed the books to get the win. So surprisingly enough, we are all three for three. Next, we come to probably the it certainly was the closest game of the weekend, and uh, one that came with its own special version of controversy I suppose uh, it was the San Francisco 49ers travelling to Dallas to take on the Dallas Cowboys um, yeah this is where we see our first dropped points of the predictions uh, section um, sadly anyone who forgot the fact that the Dallas Cowboys were on full on banter mode uh, was mistaken in their choice of selection in taking them to progress in this one. As sadly, they did not. Uh, the 49ers went through at the expense of the Dallas Cowboys. Um, some some horrific play call, play calling in there, especially on the last drive where Dallas were a touchdown down um, with the ball in hand with about 10 seconds to go, uh, and Dak Prescott decides to try and run to uh, get a more manageable uh, shot at the end zone and uh, forgets that the refs need to spot the ball. You can't just spot your own ball and say, that was the first down line, yeah, that's where we got to. Um, we'll just take it from there. Uh, and basically cost themselves yeah. a chance. Yeah, everything about those last, uh, last 30 seconds of that game it was like oh I didn't realise you didn't want to go any further in the playoffs I didn't realise that, that that you 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 didn't uh, it was to me and uh, I, I had a conversation here in the week where I was saying of all the people that know or should know the rules of the game it's the people that are playing it and for for that game to end in that way, it's like you're supposed to be better than that. Now, I often voice my opinions about this particular Cowboys team and this particular Cowboys quarterback, and I don't necessarily have faith in either. Um, but it, they are a team, and. They, you know, everybody there should have known what the rules were. The rules are very simple. To see that guy, you know, to see that referee walking across the field, just like, no, no, you, you didn't get it done in the time, so the game is over, go home. So, it's that sort of thing as well where, like, Cowboys fans can't be annoyed at the ref, because if you watch it back, he's he's busting his ass to try and get up to, to spot that ball. Yeah. He's... Probably yeah, he is booking. Yeah, um, obviously, uh, I, I know you mentioned the controversy, and obviously there has been um, some controversy off the back of what's happened. I've seen um, a particular quarterback taken to social media to uh, get behind the fans for pelting the refs with uh, things, and then the same quarterback taken to social media to uh, say, "Oh." Uh, I made I made the wrong decision there. I, I, I'm absolutely behind the refs. They do a fantastic job. It's like, have a word with yourself, will you? Um, unacceptable in in all regards. And unfortunately, these are the things that make me go, 
yeah, you should be going home. Um, I'm no massive, uh, no massive fan of the uh, the 49ers, but in a situation like that, I would far rather the 49ers go through than the Cowboys. Uh, they did it to themselves, and then they made the situation worse, and then they made it worse. So, teams like that need to go home, I'm afraid. I imagine, I haven't fully looked through, uh, but I imagine, or I'd hope, there's something in the stats about Mama Kels. Uh, the, 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 the Mama of the Kelsey boys. I know... That there is something about the uh, multiple siblings playing playoff weekend. Uh, anyway, enough said about the 49ers Cowboy game. 49ers obviously will be advancing. Yeah, from a from a pr- predictions perspective, um, that puts. Both myself and Andy at a disadvantage, as we like as as previously stated, we did indeed pick the Dallas Cowboys to uh, to advance, and it was sadly the 49ers, which puts Stu in a very comfortable four from four position, whereas both myself and Andy are back at three from four. Uh, we come next to what turned out to be Big Ben Roethlisberger's final Steelers game. He travelled to Kansas City to try and take out the Chiefs in their backyard, but he was unable to do so in what, again, was a bit of a rout uh, by the home team in this one. The uh, the Chiefs, the, the first quarter, I believe, was scoreless as it was just punt after punt after punt. Yeah, it didn't um, look like a great uh, great game to start with. No, the, the Chiefs finally got going. Well, I think it was the Steelers who actually scored first in the second quarter. But then, after a couple of uh, after a couple of shaky plays, the the Chiefs got right got right back on the on in the saddle, so to speak, and uh, took care of business and moved on to uh, as as mentioned before, a rather tasty game against the Buffalo Bills. Saw so today, I think it was that Andy Reid is uh, appealing his fifty thousand pound fine for hitting one of his players in the head. That was that was Bruce Arians. Oh no! Yes, Bruce Arians. Funny, uh, very yeah. funny. Yeah, there's been a uh, lot. Of... He, he charged. He charged onto the pitch after uh, the Buccaneers defender was was uh, caught trying to pull one of the Eagles guys off the huddle or off the sort of the scrum of players that was on the floor. Uh, and if it gets picked up by the uh, by the referees and the umpires, that can actually be flagged as a, as a penalty. Yep. Um, so it's no great shock as to why he was um, giving his giving his guy a little clip around the head. But um, yeah, weird. Uh, but again, from a perspective from a perspective of predictions, we had all taken the Chiefs to advance on that one. So Stu keeps his uh, his record at five from five, whereas me and Andy close. Well, not really. We stay one behind him at four from five, and we round out the game. We round out the game week with the only Monday night football playoff game, certainly in my lifetime. Well, since I've been watching American football in my lifetime, we had the Arizona Cardinals taking on the Los Angeles Rams. Now we had discussed this last week in that both of these teams had kind of limped into the playoffs rather yeah. than made. A bit of a sort of a an argument that they deserve to be there, and it, it kind of showed for the uh, the Cardinals. Really, they could not get anything going on offense until that, well into the second half. So again, um, <clears throat> I spoke to you. I was like, uh, I haven't seen. I hadn't at the point we spoke. I hadn't seen the game. I had seen the score, um, and I, I did go and watch that that game back and. Yeah, some people would probably question why the Cardinals were there. Um, I, I've always had this thing, you go back over all the years we've been doing this, um, I've always had this thing that if you're good enough to get to the playoffs, you should be good enough to play in the playoffs. And there are teams that, you know, year in, year out, it's like, why are you here? What are you here for? 
to give that other team a freebie. I've seen something uh, in relation to the uh, the Bills Patriots games, like uh, Bills versus Patriots. Nah, we just call it a bye week from a, from Bills perspective. Um, and you know, yeah, it's like the the books got a bye week. The uh, the Rams got a bye week because that. Yeah, the the Cardinals just could not. They couldn't get anything going. Anything. The majority of their plays were played out of their own end zone. It's like, what is happening? <laughs> it, it was crazy. I, I, I don't think, from, from what I can remember from the game, I don't think they had a first down until at least the second quarter and possibly even the first in the, in the entire the first half. But yeah, it was just. It was just I, I think it's a similar. It's a similar case that you've heard before. The team literally just ran out of steam and just had nothing left. Yeah. Uh, to give when it came to the postseason, so that rounds out the wild card weekend. To the Rams' advance there, from a predictions perspective, sadly Andy had taken the Cardinals to move on for this one. So that drops Andy to a still more than respectable four out of six picks correct. I correctly picked the Rams, so I finished with five out of six correct. Now he's got five from five. Did Stuart Woodmancy manage to dodge the bullet of picking the Cardinals? He definitely did, ladies and gentlemen. So, for the first time ever in podcast history, potentially, we might have done it last season. I can't remember. Um, we have a full six from six full correct picks in the prediction. So well done, Mr. Woodmancy. Well done, Stu. Your well first time ever plaque is on its way. Obviously. Don't don't say that. It'll it'll now fully be expected. <laughs> it'll have picked out a space nah, for it already. Nah, come on. It's not, it's not as if he's like you know got a got a collection of stuff in a room or anything like that or like you know put stuff on his walls. It, it, it is he is he at your door right now? Holding his hand out. That is that is the knock at the door. Ah, so obviously that that means that um, for the post season prediction scores we're starting again from scratch. So both myself and Andy sadly still to get off the mark, but uh, playing on behalf of the guest, Mister Woodmansey slides in there with the first point of a possible four when it comes to the post season prediction. Love now, Andy, do you know what goes perfectly with last week's games? A side salad of stats. I mean, it sounds like a perfect accoutrement to me. So some, let's let's open it up, shall we? Some stat canapes. Oh, so at uh, uh, at one point today, I heard a a voice that said. Ooh, you're going to need the stats, aren't you? But it's fine. Because the one thing the stats mistress does is she delivers. And moments later in my inbox appeared NFL wildcard round stats. Credit to Nate Davis of USA Today. But let's face it, the real credit goes to the stats mistress. There's a lot of stats, 15 to be precise. So let's get cracking. And pff, it's everybody's favourite team to start the game. The Dallas Cowboys have not advanced beyond the divisional round since they won Super Bowl 30 to cap the 1995 season. Their 11 consecutive postseason berths without reaching the conference title game is the longest such string since the 1970 AFL-NFL merger. You'd think a team like that would maybe brush upon the rules. Anyway, number two. After winning their first playoff game in Texas, the Niners will now take on another flagship franchise 
in Green Bay. A team San Francisco has beaten in its last three playoff matchups. Brett Favre was 4-1 in the postseason against the 49ers, but Rodgers, 0-3. Paul will have nothing to say about that stat, I am sure. Speaking of the 49ers, number three, the Niners didn't have anyone catch a touchdown pass Sunday. And maybe they won't need one Saturday, given how effective all-pro wide receiver Debo Samuel is as a rusher. His 72 yards on the ground against Dallas, a playoff record for a wideout during the Super Bowl era. Um, I saw something this week, didn't, didn't see too much about it, but I did see that uh, there's a possibility that Jimmy G is heading to an injury list of some description. Number four. San Francisco kicker Robbie Gould has made all 49 of his playoff kicks, including 18 for 18 on-field goal tries. The best mark of the Super Bowl era. Number five, this year's playoff field had seven new teams compared to 2020 Super Bowl tournament. And all of them, the 49ers, Bengals, Cardinals, Cowboys, Eagles, Patriots, Raiders, participated in the wild card round. Only Cincinnati and San Francisco advanced. Unlucky number seven... Pittsburgh quarterback Ben Roethlisberger most likely made his final NFL appearance in Sunday night's loss at Kansas City. And both seven-seeded teams, Pennsylvania Steelers and Eagles, got thoroughly dominated. Roethlisberger's five losses in the wildcard round are the most ever suffered by any quarterback. Final stat for me... The Cincinnati Bengals and the Las Vegas Raiders combined for eight field goals Saturday. The first playoff game ever to have both teams make at least four. Paul, I'll hand over to you, sir. Thank you, Mr. Cook. So, we continue with... The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are 11-0, and 0, including playoffs, when tight end Rob... Gronkowski scores a touchdown. And yes, indeed, Andrew spikes that ball. Tom Brady, oh, it's a, it's a two for this, is a two in one stat here. Tom Brady now has 709 career touchdown passes, postseason games included, which is 101 more than Drew Brees, who ranks second. That is ridiculous. In his 13th NFL season, Rams quarterback Matthew Stafford earned his first playoff victory. Well done, sir. A big salute to you. Very well deserved. You love to see it. Very well done. His reward? He'll go and face TB12, yeah. whose playoff resume features a 35-11 and 11 record. Oh, my. The Cowboys' 14 penalties on Sunday were the most ever committed in a playoff defeat. Dallas was the only home team to lose this weekend, but the boys managed to do it in spectacular fashion. The last four times that San Francisco and Dallas have met in the postseason, 81, 92, 93 and 94, the winner has reached the Super Bowl. Obviously, it's not going to be the Cowboys' This season. Bill Belichick's three worst losses as New England head coach have all come to the Buffalo Bills, including Saturday's 30-point defeat, his worst in the postseason. Patrick Mahomes is 7-0 in playoff starts when he doesn't play Tom Brady, against whom he's 0-2. Mahomes' 404 passing yards on Sunday night were a postseason career high, 
and he became the first quarterback to hit the 400 threshold and throw for five touchdowns in a winning playoff performance. This is the stat that Andrew was, uh, was talking about earlier on. Lots of sibling appearances over the weekends, including Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey and Eagles centre Jason Kelsey, Steelers offensive linebacker TJ Watt and Cardinals defensive end JJ Watt, and finally Bills wide receiver Stefan Diggs and Cowboys cornerback Trevon Diggs. TJ Watt scored on a fumble return on Sunday, joining JJ by scoring his first NFL touchdown in a post-season game. And finally for me, Tampa Bay is undefeated and has scored at least 30 points in all five of Tom Brady's post-season games with the franchise. I think there was a set of siblings missing from that list. Pretty sure there was a, a three three brothers Edmonds. Oh, it's, there's there's a fullback who plays for the Steelers that's a what? I can't what? remember his name off the top of my head though. Yeah, there is. Uh but there's well, also there was there was also a, a three brothers. Um but hey. Um so something that had sort of come through that and something that I've been thinking about recently and, and it's Tom Brady's statistics, Tom Brady's records, Tom Brady's legacy. Now, we know from the man himself, he has no intentions of hanging up those spurs anytime soon. Something I've wondered about recently is, for a man whose career has been so long and so illustrious, you know, looking looking at some of the the records he's set and, and the... The difference between like him and Drew Brees, him and Peyton Manning, him, you know, the difference that he, he shows between people. Do we think there will come a point in time where people will just end up saying he can't be caught? You know, will the question is, will there be another Tom Brady? Well, at some point in time, I suppose the argument could be made at the minute that. In theory, if Mahomes carries on at the trajectory that he's on, yeah, he could reach that level because obviously, in, in fact, I dare say if you were to look at the stats, he's probably got a, a similar sort of start to his career that Brady had. Yeah, so I don't think Brady, I don't think Brady played his first season, or maybe it was his first season. I can't remember, um, but obviously he didn't. Mahomes never started his first season that he was eligible to. He only played in the last game of that Kansas City season. Mm. Um, Yeah, Tom Brady became the starting quarterback during his second season, which saw the Patriots win their first Super Bowl title. Um, Obviously, Mahomes won his first Super Bowl in technically his third season, but it was his second season as the starter. Yeah. Um, So, there's already a couple of sort of similarities as it is between Mahomes and Brady now. So I'd say that if he carries on the trajectories on, then there's no reason why he can't get to similar levels as, as Brady. But obviously that's that's all conjecture. That's all, you know, he needs to stay injury-free. He needs to have the teammates around him to yeah. <clears throat> to be able to do like certain things and stuff like that. So it would probably seem unlikely that we get someone who puts up the numbers that Brady has, but who knows? The history books, Andy, are there to be rewritten. They so. are. I believe that puts a, a neat little bow on the first week of the playoffs. So, rather than looking in our rearview mirror, we should be looking out of the out of the windscreen to the road ahead. Let's talk. More so, super wild card weekend done and dusted. We move to divisional playoff weekend. We've, we've we've got rid of six teams that we didn't need in the first place: the Raiders, the Patriots, the Eagles, the Cowboys, the Steelers, and the Cardinals. Have all bitten the dust. They've 
tagged in two other teams on their way out in the Titans and the Packers and the, for want of a better phrase, the hateful eight as remains will move forth uh, to then become the famous four, the terrible twosome, until there can only be one. But as it stands at the moment, the eight teams left in the postseason are the Cincinnati Bengals taking on the Tennessee Titans, the San Francisco 49ers taking on the Green Bay Packers, the Los Angeles Rams taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and Game of the weekend, the Buffalo Bills taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. That's mm. mm, good. So, it is. It is the. It's. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It's in. A, it's NFL playoff season. It's win or go home. We open up the weekend with the Cincinnati Bengals at the Tennessee Titans. We have. Oh, so to say the Titans are the number one seed in the AFC. Only one of us has any faith in the Titans. Now, Derek Henry should be back for this game. Will it be a case that he just takes a couple of games to get back up to speed? Will he be allowed that luxury? Who knows? However, the person that has taken the Titans to progress in this particular round is one of our guest predictors for this week. It is podcast alum Matthew Moore, who has taken the Titans. The other guest we've got on this week is the aforementioned six out of six, Stuart Woodmanson. He has taken the Bengals alongside both myself and Mr. Cook. Obviously, from what Andy was saying earlier, there's something that he likes about this Bengals team, this scrappy little Bengals team, and he quite fancies them to go another round deeper into the playoffs, and I concur. So, you and I both spoke about this earlier today. This is, for me, the hardest game out of this weekend's games to pick. Absolutely hardest game because of which team comes out of the tunnel. So you send out a good Bengals team, you send out a Bengals team that shuts down that run game, it it they they they, they will progress. However, you send out the Titans, or should I say you send out Derrick Henry and he's allowed to run, that game's over. So, from the perspective of, surely Cincinnati know this, and surely they're going to be like, you see that guy right there? You four go and stand in front of him, and and you don't move from that spot until that game is finished. And that that is it. That's That's the end of the game. But... A man who has 2,000 yards in all walks of life. It, this is hands down the hardest game to pick. I did go, I had a, I think I felt that this was a heart overhead decision. I, I, I felt a little bit like I was... And this is going to sound weird. I felt like a little bit like I was making the wrong decision. I I think it's a it's a coin flip game for me. It's yeah. It's one of those ones where like the Titans, even though they are the number one seed, I don't think they ended the season well. No. And I I, th- I think it was more they got the number one seed because other teams didn't. Keep pace with them. I know like, it's 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 a, it's a bit of a cop out to say that, but obviously the the Chiefs got beat by the Bengals in Week Seventeen, I think, um, which kind of scuppered their chances of of getting the, the number one seed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I I just think the momentum's with the Bengals and that extra week's game. I know it's an extra week's rest for the Titans. I think the extra week's game has got them into the rhythm of playing. I think yeah. the Bengals will just pull a bit of an upset here. Yeah. Um, next up, it is the San Francisco 49ers at the Green Bay Packers. And this is the only game out of the four where we have a general consensus pick across the board in that we've all gone for the Packers to win. Now, as we covered, or as you covered in the stats, um, Rodgers has played the 49ers three times in the postseason and is yet to pick up a win. Now then, 
I know one man that is not going to like this, and that man is you. I have gone with the Packers to win this game. However, I have said it and said it and said it. At some point, the Packers need to go out of the playoffs because that's what they do. So, they will have to exit at some point and statistics would suggest it's going to be this game. I don't think this 49ers team has got anything to offer up against that Green Bay Packers team. But then I saw what the game would be if the Packers won this game and was like, Oh, there we go. That's that's the one that's going to do it. Um, so I, I then I then stopped worrying, and everything was right with the world. My my main concern with this is that it's very. It feels very ominously reminiscent of when the when the Forty Nine ers got to the, the Super Bowl a couple of seasons ago. It felt I know that I know they were the number one seed in that in that season's postseason, but it, it almost felt to me as if they'd stumbled into the postseason and then just rode a wave of sort of good feeling towards the Super Bowl. Yeah, I just they even covered this on the Around the NFL podcast. Rogers doesn't make mistakes. Garoppolo does. And it happened on it happened in the game against the Cowboys on Sunday. Garoppolo threw a pick six, I think. Or he certainly threw a pick that was returned and then they scored a touchdown off the back of it. But he's one of those quarterbacks that you just know that at some point during the game he's gonna pull something horrific out of his out of his locker and you don't know when he's gonna explode. Yep. So I just think that based on the season that that Rogers has had compared to the season that Garoppolo's had, I'd just give the edge to the Packers. Absolutely. And it's at home. And it's at home yeah. in a stadium that will be filled with Packers fans. Yeah. So I, I just it's it's the it's, it, of the four games, it's the one that I'd feel the most confident if I had to to put a large sum of money on. Let's put it that way. The other four, uh, sorry, the other three, I think there's an argument to be made either way. But that's the one game that I feel the most confident about. Watch it be an absolute blowout win for the 49 Obviously, I was about to say, obviously you did just make it sound like a, a crushing defeat with it being at home and all of those fans being there watching the 49ers of all teams yeah, but it, this, bear, bear bear back, this is this is this is the Green Bay Packers we're talking about. This is the team that loves to lose in the NFC Championship game, so they're not going to go out. They're not going to go out around early when they can host another NFC Championship game. Out. Uh, so, yep. Yeah, so we've all taken the Packers. Uh, next up, we've got the Los Angeles Rams at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, this is one that's split opinion here because we have a fifty-fifty. I know what you're thinking. We've been down this path before. It's Tom Brady in the postseason. You and Stu both back the Buccaneers, whereas me and Matt are all in on the Rams. They played each other earlier in the season and the Rams got the better of them. True, it was in LA. But I think the Rams have got enough to take down the Bucs here. And the Bucs seem to keep losing players. I, 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 uh, I had a conversation earlier today uh, where I was like, if I had to predict what you would be picking in this game, I was like, you will absolutely be going with the Rams for this. Um, do, do I need to go back to that that Stafford start? That, that's followed by that Tom Brady start. And obviously, the books need to advance so that they can go on to win the Super Bowl. So you know, it's kind of a done deal. It's just a, it's just a formality. What can I say? I, I have my teams that I pull for, teams that I pull actively against, and yeah, the less said about that, the better. Um, 
As it currently stands, the Bucks are a two and a half point favourite. Makes sense. They're the, they're the home team. Yeah. Um, just but just because we're on it in the other games, the Packers are a five and a half point favourite, and I would imagine the Titans. The Titans are a three and a half point favourite. So. Uh, yeah, it, it's. I, I, I think it is a 50 50 shot list because it's, it's literally. It only takes a couple of things to go right for the Rams to pull off the victory. And I think oh, if, they, if, if they can get to if they can get to Brady and get him moving around in the pocket, things will start to happen. Let's just put it that way. And if I was Brady, I would not be looking up. I would not be looking forward to the. Uh, to be going up against Aaron Donald for another yeah. evening. So, um, listen, it's it, it's strange things have happened. Rams for me, books for you and Stu. Rams for Matt. That's just how the that's how the chips have fallen. We finish out the divisional round with, as we've said before, the game of the weekend: Buffalo mm. Bills traveling to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. If there was a way that this could have been the Super Bowl, I yeah. think people would have said, I'd have taken it. your hand off. I have said this today, I've said it a couple of times this week. If there was a way to make this the Super Bowl, I would take your hand off for it. This would be an absolute monster of a Super Bowl. But alas, it just can't be. So, Chiefs are at home. They are a very slight one and a half point favourite. And they have the backing of 75% of this podcast's predictors. Andrew Cook, Stuart Woodmansey, and Matthew Moore have all picked the Chiefs to advance. It will come as no surprise to anyone who has listened to the podcast all season that I am backing the Bills. I think that the performance they put on against the Patriots was scarily good. They looked flawless. Josh Allen looked flawless. He literally had the game of his life. He had a perfect game. He did. He had a perfect game. I think he had four incompletions in the entire game. Mm -hmm. Which yep. is outrageous. Well, if, if he can have a similar game to that, I don't think the Chiefs defence can hang with him. Nope. And I think this one could... This could be the highest scoring game of the weekend if both offences click. Yeah. I think I'd just give the edge to to Buffalo because they have got a better defence. And Mahomes has thrown a couple of picks yeah. already in the last couple of weeks. So I think if they can get him dancing around in the pocket, outside of the pocket, I reckon it could be the stronger defence that, that overall wins the game. The Bills will give up points, don't get me wrong. The Chiefs are going to score touchdowns. The Bills are going to score touchdowns. I think this could this could well go to overtime as well. This this could be, we're talking like a 41-41 shootout here. And yeah. then like it goes to overtime and it goes to a couple of periods of overtime because they just, they just keep scoring. But... Overall, I think as a, as, a, as a rounded team, I think the Bills are a better team. They're certainly a better defence and they've arguably got as many sort of playmakers on the offence as the Chiefs do. So I just give the edge slightly to the Bills, whereas I know that you three don't agree. And that's the thing. I agree with everything you've said. I absolutely agree. I've been watched that. I've been watched the game from the weekend. I've seen the way the Bills have been when they've been good. You know, when they've been good, they've been very, very good. Um, that that game was amazing. 
My fear, that was their game. And they should have maybe saved it for for this game. You know, maybe they should have... And I'm not saying, like, they had that... You know, they had the opportunity to use that game then and then. But they're coming out against the Chiefs, and I'm sure that they're going to give it absolutely everything. And if absolutely everything looks very much the same as it did at the weekend, I I could I could easily see them taking that victory. As I keep saying... If this was the Super Bowl, I would be absolutely ecstatic. Um, this is just going to be an absolute, absolute worldly game. So there we go. So, the eagle-eared amongst you and eagle-eyed, well, not eagle-eyed because I haven't written anything down, but you may have noticed there that both Andy and Stu had the Bengals, the Packers, the Buccaneers and the Chiefs. So therefore, if all of those results come in, we would need a tiebreaker as to who gets the who gets the point. So we've asked the boys to come up with a total point scored across all four games. Stu has gone in with a total of one hundred and fifty-seven, which works out to roughly forty points per game. Could be, who knows? Like I said, there with the Bills Chiefs game, I think that could be heavy scoring yeah. so that might screw Stu over a bit there Andy has done a caution I think he's got a bit more optimistic and his total points scored is 240 which is 60 points average per game which again you only need 4 touchdowns to be scored to get you to 28 you know, strange things have happened. So, I think Andy could be onto a winner there with uh, 240. I reckon it'll be at around the 200 mark, personally. So, we'll uh, we'll watch this space and we'll see what happens. But Andrew, unless you have anything else, my friend, that is the divisional round lined up, ready for action. No, I've got nothing else from uh, from this week's games. Um... I suppose that brings us to the any other business of the matter. Do you have anything else to discuss? Um, no, sir. I, I, I had, as you know, toyed with the, uh, the, the the idea of maybe talking a little bit of, uh, I don't know, Cleveland Brown football, but I think we shall leave that one well alone. <laughs> so there we go. That's it. More playoff. And this uh, this is the time... Like you said it, and I, I'm like, obviously that that phrase relates to a different time of year, but it is the most wonderful time of the year. That that bubbling excitement for just absolute joyous games, because let's face it, we're getting to a point now where I said to you earlier in the week, the cream is absolutely rising, and you're just gonna get. Great football. These teams are the 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 cream of the crop. So whew, let's let's do this. That's it. That's it from us. That's it for the week. Join us next week. We'll be talking whew, the the last bit of the playoff football before we we do like a two hour special on the uh, on the pro pro ball. Yeah. Or maybe not. Anyway, that's for next week. So, we shall see you then. Big thank you to my co-host. Big thank you to you lovely people for watching and listening. And we will see you next week. Tatty bye. So there you go. What do you think of that? Another one done. Another week of playoff football gone. But another week to look forward to. So there is that. So... Should we talk about subscribing? We could talk about the website. If you jump over to thecookiecast.com, you can drop us a line. Let us know what you think is going to happen in the playoffs. But wherever you get in your podcasts, please do consider subscribing because it means a lot to us. And it is a big help. That's it for this one. Until next time, I'm going to say bye and I'll see you then. <laughs>